because people feel like I can't progress if I don't have a mentor and role model who's like comes with all these accolades or is like a CEO or like a CFO or you know I, I just can't do it and that's just not true and we're demonstrating to them that it's not going to be flowers and daisies all the time as as you see in the movies with women and women working together or being friends it it's it's tough and you need to get through it and you need to work together accept each other that's, yeah. that's exactly it the people that make it are the people that push themselves yeah. and, and want, to, and want yeah. to to go people that get to the top of the, the outgoers Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. This episode is with the woman behind Our Sisterhood, Rebecca and Rashita. Throughout the episode we'll explain what Our Sisterhood is and what they do to help women in design and creative fields. They're doing fantastic work and I'm really glad I got to chat with them and share their story. This episode is brought to you by our partner, Awesome Merchandise. And if you're enjoying the latest episodes of the podcast, you can come to our live event in November, the 15th of November 2019 in London. We're hosting a live show with an evening of talks from industry professionals. Tickets are only £5 and the link's down in the description below. Also down there are a few other ways you can help out the podcast. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So, welcome to the podcast. This is it. <laughs> thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Um, uh, can we start off with who you are and what you're about and what you do and yeah, who you are, <laughs> everything about you? Um, so my name's Rebecca Thompson and I am the co-founder of Sisterhood. And I am Rachita Sarogi and I am the other half of Sisterhood. <laughs> uh, so Sisterhood is a social enterprise that we founded when we were both at Central St Martins um, and what started out as a design research project really became something that we never really imagined it becoming and it is now a design education program for young girls aged 13 to 17. So Sisterhood was um, really looking into the drop-off of women going from education to the industry and Rachita and I were surrounded by women at uni and we were like wow this is amazing and then when we, we were just about to graduate we were like right let's look for some mentors let's look you know who can we speak to and it was really difficult to find people that we could get in front of in the room yeah. and just ask advice and kind of get that first mm-hmm. introduction mm-hmm. Um, and we were like where are all the women mm-hmm. gone where have they gone yeah. so we started to look into this more and we asked not just designers we asked like, a, like an array of women mm. we did a panel event um, which as Rebecca said had you know women from ver- uh, various different industries and also various different um, you know uh, pathways into their career and also in different um, times we had some women who were well into their career um, and you know kind of like made it in their senior roles and we had young professionals who were just starting out much like ourselves um, and we found that all of them were really this narrative that they were all um, talking about where for them where it was about confidence and how the knocks in confidence um, as a young girl as a female um, it all really stemmed from when you were little um, and in school and when we first started Sisterhood, you know, it very much started with us sitting around a table and talking about our experiences. And so much of that was, um, in fact, all of, if not all of it, was from when we were younger, whether it was opportunities that we couldn't go for or things that we didn't get um, because, uh, because 
at that time obviously we didn't you know you're small you don't know because it's because you're a girl or or any of the or any of the other reasons um but also how um how the outer world isn't been prepared for girls to necessarily step up um, those opportunities, those pathways aren't there, and that was that really was unravelled when we were doing um, our panel event and really just doing research on okay, what what what's going on? Why is this this gap there between uh, further education and then going and starting your career? Um, and and those were some of the main reasons and stories that just kept coming up again and again and again. What if, what are a few other reasons? Because obviously it's important for for. I being a, a guy, I'm not too sure about um, this sort of side of it. So that's why I'm coming here to talk to you as well about it because it's important to have role models. And this is one reason why I do the podcast is talking to all these cool people and uh, get amazing stories and talk to them face to face. And you know, people like Sagmeister and that I've been lucky enough to speak to. So it's yeah, having a role model like that and uh, mm-hmm. speak to them is amazing. So I mean, for for a girl that's starting out in the industry, again, I, like you said, it's it's so so strange how it just sort of drops off after because I was always surrounded by women at, in design mm-hmm. college and stuff. So why does it drop off? What is what's like the main issue? I think because it's. I think we have to look back. You have to go back to the chain, essentially, right? You have to right. go back down the line where, if you aren't hire, if you're not hiring enough women because of the many reasons of like um, things that that you have to consider, like maternity leave. Um, uh, childcare, all of those things. Um, what happens is a lot of women, when they get to a certain point and they want to start a family life as well, um, that hasn't their jobs or their organisations that they work in haven't necessarily built um, it into the system where it allows them to do both. Right. So when when we're looking at people who are some generations uh, further from us and who are when we were looking um, to find them one of the reasons was because of this so hence we don't see many women in leadership and things like that because also re-entering after leave is really difficult right um, you've had a period of no work here especially in a profession like design where it's so tangible your work speaks for you you've had such a gap of not yeah. cr- not creating something um, yeah. So it becomes harder. So it it's going down that chain. So it's it's a cycle. It's you know we we can't see it because they can't see it, and they can't see it because there's a system that isn't allowing it. Allowing it. We don't have systems in place which allow women to um, take leave and come and come back as easily. Um, and then also you've had generations where it's been a bit of a boys club um, uh, especially at the top Um, and slowly but surely yes it's definitely changing but it's not changing enough where you have um, a woman at the table or you'll have two women at the table but they are the exception they're not the norm Mm. so it's now about making these things the norm Um, yeah just to sort of jump in from that I think there's systems what Rachita was saying but the thing that we really have come back to it's three C's confidence courage and charisma and these assets are the most promoted pay risen attributed celebrated traits and just unfortunately they still lie more uncomfortably with women than they do with men Um, 
and that's the unlock to if there is an opportunity like women will or if there's a job description women will want to tick every single box they'll want to tick 10 yeah 10 out of 10 which in in any case when you're going for a job you're supposed to grow in the role you're supposed to be you know say look I don't have this skill but I'm I'm a keen learner I've done this that and the other but unfortunately women will always want to tick those 10 boxes before they've even got through the door right so that's really where sisterhood comes in and, and, and design because we see design as this real amazing tool that can build confidence, it can build courage, it can build that charisma because when you're talking about something that you care about, that passion comes through. Yep. When you're creating something and you're just, you know, you're prototyping and trying and trying again, that builds up confidence because it might fail a million times but you're, you've got that excitement that it's, it's failing but you're getting one step closer and then it's that courage that with with design and creativity is to just go for it you have no idea what's going to happen you have no idea what the outcome is going to be but you're just going to go for it anyway because especially in social design you know the issue needs solving or you know the issue that's that that you're facing the bigger worldwide issue it really needs something creative and innovative to make it a better find a better solution or make a better structure that already exists right. so there's the systems mm-hmm. is one side yeah. is, is 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 the thing that is going to be something that is going to change very very slowly over time but to empower women and girls in the industry or in any field we see design as that kind of unlock because it has so many transferable skills it goes across so many different sectors over 20 sectors where it can really it can really help you um, get up and talk about things that you need to talk about better at presenting skills better at like coming up with ideas problem solving which is amazing in the workplace no matter where you are um, so yeah we, we see the lack of women in the industry twofold it's yeah. the systems and structures that can hold people back and there's not that equality of opportunity for every single woman or every single person but then individually it's that hold back and it's that personal hold back in these attributes that haven't always been flexed enough yeah. for women or the opportunity to flex those muscles hasn't, hasn't been um, provided yeah it's, I, I've been to Paula Scherer about it and, and she's mentioned exactly the same stuff that you have and it's, it's great to have people like her that are right at the very top and um, but she still she says you know even the meetings that she's in you know as, as amazing designer she is as she is she still gets talked down to and it's I mean, when you're at the top like that when it's a big um, well everyone's really that is the top of design I guess you get these guys as well that are, you know want to be macho and want to show off a bit which is uh, doesn't help things but um, yeah so so role models obviously you two are, are you guys wanting to be role models and hoping that the girls follow through and follow you guys or because you need some role models at the top and people like Paula Scher, but there needs to be like a next generation of, of other designers mm-hmm. that are at the top that are women. I think that's something that happens naturally with what we're doing, um, especially we work so closely with the girls, you know, we really yeah. develop um, a personal relationship with them where um, we're invested in their learning um, and, you know, they're invested in the programme as well. Um, so I think that being um, role models is something that we're conscious of. Uh, so we always make sure that you know anything that we ask the girls to do isn't something that we wouldn't be comfortable doing. Right. Um, challenging them in the ways that we'd like to be challenged, um, and they challenge us as well. You know, I think it works. I think it works both ways. Um, and absolutely, we you know I think role models is something that happens. I think in our case, quite naturally, 
purely because we're in such close proximity to the uh, next generation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. You know, we 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 have some role mo- uh, female role models of our own that we've you know um, we've e- either met or we haven't had the opportunity of meeting as yet. But we you know we look up to them for their work and their thinking. So who are they? Um, who are those guys? So in terms of design, I think one of mine is definitely Tina Roth Eisenberg. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely, we absolutely love her. Um, just her approach to design is very human. Um, and by that, I mean she really puts people first in how she designs things. So that's really thinking about how, how people will um, not only navigate something, so it's not, but how will they feel about it when, while they're navigating something or using something or you know, experiencing something? How will they actually feel? She's very emotive in her right. design. Um, and, and, just, and that was, I remember when I first discovered her, that was really fresh for me. Um, I didn't really um, see many designers who brought emotion mm. into their work. Um, so that was she's definitely one of ours I think yeah, yeah. and Emily Pillerton yes so founder of Girls Garage so okay. I think there's we see like a real reflection in her journey and our journey so she founded Girls Garage um, an amazing organisation based in America that builds like girls confidence to be fearless makers and builders and yes. they they have this amazing workshop space um, where they're constantly creating and teaching girls how to build and weld and do all yeah. sorts of amazing things and then their big uh, the things that they make go out into the community um, and like seeing her with the girls garage it's the way I see her demonstrating being a role model is when you build a brand and you think about you know what to call your company or what to call your organization that um, you've got to build something that you can really live by right, and yeah. we don't take the name sisterhood lightheartedly like mm. it's it's jam-packed as a brand um we both have sisters they're very heavily like an influence into um why it's called sisterhood it's the most resilient relationship it's the most testing relationship but it's also the most loving and forgiving um relationship so we're on this journey with the girls as well and we're demonstrating to them that it's not going to be flowers and daisies all the time as as you see in the movies with women and women working together or being friends it it's it's tough and you need to get through it and you need to work together accept each other um so the two people that we've just said about being our role models is we see them live by the brand that they build mm-hmm. um and the work that they do and it's it's not easy yeah. it's really really not easy i think um Richita and i are very much on this journey with the girls figuring out what types of role models we want to be but we use the sisterhood um brand the mission the values to keep us on track i see yeah, that's um, good so yeah i think again that's kind of where design really plays in as well because it can keep you accountable for things you know you say you're going to do it you're going to have a mission you need to you need follow to that. follow th- yeah follow that through mm. yeah that's awesome i mean for, for a bit of context for listeners so you teach is it what do you say 11 to 13 to 13, 17, 17 yeah so Talk, talk me through the programmes and, and what that, how you run it and do you have other things going on the side? What's, what's going on? Yeah, so Sisterhood um, is our overall brand and within that we have Sisterhood School, which okay. is our school's programme. They are typically 15 weeks long, which is a term time in the UK. Um, so from September to... To what, end of December, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, till February, so December, roughly, yeah, yeah, roughly a full term. Um, 
and girls go through um, they come on board and they you know the way that we've set up the program is they really are the forerunners of their learning and their project right um, much like you would experience in any design project that you start where um, it's identifying the problem that you're going to you that you want to solve yeah. um, and we really believe that girls have the age uh, have the agency and the responsibility of designing their own futures of being able to um you know say like this is what we care about and this is what we'd like to change and we are there to support them um with skills um space uh, tools and resources um to do that um projects vary all the time because it's led by them it's completely dictated by them so what one day we'll be making a documentary and the next day it'll be a campaign or it'll be nice, a product yeah. or so each program is a surprise for us as well um which which keeps it really which keeps yeah, it absolutely. exciting mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think the element of the program that makes it so unique is not just the human-centered element and the thinking element and that kind of design thinking process it's it's it is the making and it's that approach to go they come up with this these amazing ideas and then we're like right sort of six weeks in it's like so how are you gonna make it and we it we do have a lean approach i mean we are a startup ourselves so everything we do is that kind of lean um a lean approach but we take that into the into the classroom as well because we think you know it's good to know how to create something on such a low budget yeah. and with like minimal resources because you can still be i think that's when you are sometimes more creative um because it, it allows you to just go right back to basics and be like right we've come up with this and we have straws to make it like it it can <laughs> it really is that sort of that's where we start and we don't we don't ever want to dampen the skill and expertise that goes into design that's not what we're here to do but what we're trying to do is to empower that beginning process and that real okay we can make this we can do this um, and then we bring on experts along the way and skilled technicians to if the girls are like look we really need to learn how to use a, a video camera we're like right cool we've got a couple of sessions let's get a videographer in teach you how to do it and then they kind of go ahead and have another day of filming or if it's something to do with screen printing then we'll it, it changes and varies but it's we try and teach them technical skills along the way, but the real catalyst, the real change-making point is when we're like, right, off you go. Like, we're gonna make this happen now. Yeah. And then, you know, they've gone yeah. wild with their ideas, yeah. which is pretty magic to see. Nice. So, so the term time, is it full time? Or how, how, what the time is? Like, break, break me down the, um, the structure of the actual course if someone wanted to do it. Yeah. We're with them once a week okay. um, and typically it's anywhere between two to four hours. Obviously, the longer we're with them, the better the outcomes are, the, yeah. more, the deeper we're able to dive into the issue. Um, and the relationship's obviously stronger as well. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. But typically two to four hours once a week. Um, cool. And we also, we and we do, we give them homework and tasks to do. Not always, but in between there will be homework and tasks that they have to complete. And to be fair, they're they're quite eager to do it because once they find that thing that you know it's that thing of like once you have um your why it doesn't matter you you'll figure it out anyhow um so once they've figured out that yes i you know this is the thing we're working towards they're pretty happy to put their efforts into it yeah and we've wanted to be flexible in our approach of how we deliver the programs and like kids are pulled in so many different directions these days so we do our best to go like 
actually go into their world instead of trying to oh come here you know so many after school activities and so many clubs I think we try and work really closely with schools to just work around the timetables and what the girls are going to be doing and how we can um, yeah go into their space live breathe kind of be in their world and 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 what it's like to be a teenager oh. today <laughs> oh. Yeah, the light's gone. Uh, I'll, get it, I'll get it. I'll get it. Blackout. That keeps you young as well, though. Obviously, if you're if you're staying on their level, obviously, yeah, keep, keeps you in the know of, of what the latest trends are and what's going on. Yeah, and and that's in, I think that's something that has come across. Um, we meet with teachers regularly to be like, you know, what what's really important to you? And they're like, we just want girls to be girls, and like, I think that's something that want to grow up so quickly hmm. and I remember being like that as a teenager yeah. and actually yeah now I'm at this point where I'm paying my rent and I'm doing <laughs> like you have a flat and trying to juggle like starting a social enterprise and, and finding the, the rent money every month like it's if we can provide a space where girls can just be girls and be their age and like enjoy that time then we've done our job because it's I definitely don't think I ever had that space when I was yeah. younger. And also giving girls, like, with the whole, you know, let girls be girls, is giving them the time to be creative, to be experimental, to ex- explore and experience so many different things. Especially, I mean, if we all think back to when we were in school, apart from, like, maybe like performing arts or sports or any sort of, like, this very specific... Um, niche that you had mm. um, if you weren't into one of those things like you probably you know didn't have an activity or a, somewhere to like express your creative outlet um, and that's really something that we're, we're really uh, want girls to do to be able to um, explore and like experiment and be like this doesn't work scrap it let's start uh, let's start again um, and that's really the beauty of design and it and it it allows you to be um, quite forgiving with um, how you make things and um, how you experiment with different things. So having that creativity um, is really important. Yeah, of course, yeah. And I, so my sister's 18. Uh, she's just about to turn 19. She's uh, a photographer. She's started her own oh, photography lovely. company, which is great. And uh, something that I've seen in, in her and, and younger women is the confidence isn't always there um, and I'm not sure whether that's based around social media or what it's come from or, or I don't know I don't know where it's why the why it's not there anymore because I look at my grandparents and they I mean obviously they're older but they seem like they're more com- they were more confident even at a younger age when I talked to them about when they were younger um, so yeah obviously obviously everyone knows that women are facing, is- facing issues and, and confidence issues and obviously body type issues and just social media and all the pressures that come with that. So how, how do you, in 2019, deal with all that stuff as a young woman? Because there must be a lot of pressure. It comes up a lot in our programmes. Yeah. These are really interesting conversations that the girls have when we allocate um, workshops uh, time for them to just really talk about it and debate, which again is, it, it kind of rarely happens, especially at school. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it I plays a massive influence. It's, yeah. it, social media is, it, I think, watching, I think it was recently the Jessie Nelson documentary on BBC where she was talking about how that being in Little Mix should have been like the happiest time of her life when she won the X Factor and it was the scariest time of her life because she was receiving so much hate from the general public right. about the way she looked. 
And she was the first person I've ever heard, I think, admit that she posts on social media for other people's gratification, for other people's likes and for other people to... And I think to hear that out loud, even for myself, I was like, that is so freeing because we don't talk about that. Like, girls don't really talk about that. And, and guys, this isn't just a, um, a gender-specific thing. Um, social media has become, you know, it's not really for us. Sometimes it's not really for us anymore, especially with the young girls. It's, it's not really for them anymore. It's for them, it's their outward... Um, persona that they want other people to see or they want other people to like um, and that over time is that is going to just destroy your confidence if you can't authentically express who you are and it comes down to even just like the smallest exercise where we go around with the girls and we're like what do you like doing what's your favorite film what songs do you like what musicians do you like and honestly the fear from some of the girls you can see it that you know some judgmental yeah. yeah right if you don't all say the mainstream thing that's going yeah. on um you know i like sitting at home watching netflix you know when you tell her going you know what i i love com- i love computer games but you can see the hesitate like how much yeah. they're hesitating mm-hmm. and like that's when they treat her like that's awesome like mm-hmm. honestly it, to be able to just say what you love know what you love which is really hard as well in this day and age to you know when you're at school all the time being told how to learn told what curriculum you're doing building that opinion yeah i mean you're told to do everything aren't you it's really difficult at that time um so yeah social media does play a massive part and as richita said if you if you're not part of a team that pushes you and you've got a coach that's kind of going do this you know you've got this i believe in you or you're not at performing arts school where you know you're having to get on stage and you've got your dance teacher being like like repeat repeat Mm. if you don't have that it's and and maybe you're struggling at school a little bit you don't have those teachers you know there there are those teachers that really believe in you we all remember them but what if you're one of those unlucky people that doesn't have that and you've got a teacher sort of just going through the motions of what to learn and think you're floating quite nicely but actually inside you're really struggling um and that's where this creativity comes in for us and it's this space where we get deep on these issues and they kind of we we talk about um their opinions so they're forming opinions they're bringing in their own life experiences to these conversations and then turning it into something that can go hey look i made this and it's here to um make this the world a little bit better for future generations of girls and women um that builds up such an amazing sense of identity because you're you're a you've made it b you've made it with another group of people so you've got that community already and that's the kind of groups of people i remember with my dance friends that you know they were like they 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 built the foundations of who i am mm. so if we can say at sisterhood we're building these small communities and these pockets of people who are coming together to create something awesome whether it be a dance show or for in our case it's a campaign or a documentary that in the future that builds your identity so when you think about what I like doing or what I like watching or what I it's it's amazing how you can answer questions like who are your role models because that's such a difficult question yeah. for so many people is, yeah. because they just don't know mm-hmm. do you, would you encourage just find, well obviously finding a role model and, and how would you do it online where maybe you're not mm-hmm. part of sisterhood or you're not you're not in these groups and pockets of cool people that you're trying to hang around with because the what I've learned from just trying to improve my own life is uh, what, what you surround yourself with and that saying what you surround yourself with um, and who you surround yourself with is who you are so one way I've 
sort of help myself is by watching a lot of the videos online and trying to find mentors online and talking to people through the podcast and things like that. So how do young women do it without going to groups, without going to people, meeting up with people? Because some people are going to be a lot of, have been very shy of just going out there and meeting people. Mm-hmm. I guess well, from what I've heard and what I've read in stats and stuff, young women probably are more scared than young men. Yeah. So it's how do people do that online? How do people find a mentor and get encouragement online? Yeah. I think it's really interesting about the whole like mentor role model culture because I think we put so much emphasis on finding a mentor or role model who've let's say quote unquote made it right. or yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. they've made it. Um, your role model and mentor can be the person you know. It can be your teacher. It can be someone at home. It can be your next door neighbor. Uh, in our case, I know definitely Rebecca's my mentor and role model and her, her, her vice versa. <laughs> so it's not necessarily like, and, and I'm saying this fully aware that we have been very lucky to have some mentors along the way who have, who are, you know, professional and, uh, and experts in their fields and things like that. Um, but now what we're seeing is because of this real focus, people feel like, I can't progress if I don't have a mentor and role model who's like comes with all these accolades or mm. is like a CEO or like a CFO or you know I, I just can't do it and that's just not true we didn't have it when we were starting out it was it was purely by chance and applying to things that yes like you said you know finding people through the internet sometimes you like, we always say that if you don't ask you don't get um, and not everyone is comfortable with that, mm. right? Not everyone's personalities matches to be able to do that. Um, so it's really looking at role models and mentors within you know, your immediate circle. Um, I think I'd definitely say that. And then if you are keen to find someone where, let's say you've identified a career that you find interesting and you're like, okay, I want to, you know, I want to see what that's like and yeah. I want to know what that's like. Um, then it really is doing the hard work of like doing the research. I think. Yeah. Um, I think that's that that always you know that never that never goes out of um, goes out of play where you just you have to put in the work. And and if you don't see what you want to see out there, make like make it. Mm. I think what you said, mm. you were like I go out and speak to people and I get the most amazing people in the room. Like that's so brave Mm. and I think that that's a massive credit to you and I think when you probably started your first podcast you never thought in a million years it would get to mm. this this point because I thought I'd stop at 100 this is 152 now so exactly, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and I think when you start out you're never going to see like the full staircase you're literally just going to see like maybe the first step not always and um if you don't see what you want to be out there, like, you know, be her so we can see her, yeah. something we say quite a lot, mm-hmm. like... So I said it again. Be, be her so we can see her. Be so her so we can see her. You know, That's you awesome. You can't be what you can't see, Yeah. but then, you know, if you can't see it... You've got to be it. You've got to be it. That's really, really good saying. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's um, something that we've actually very intentionally flipped um, at Sisterhood, because, you know, that's why we started Sisterhood. We, we get so stuck in the rhetoric of you can't see, uh, you can't be what you can't see. Um, that person who you're trying to search for, they also can see, so they decide to become, right? So that's how it starts. If, if we're all waiting for someone else to do it first, mm. 
or so that we can have that comfort and safety net that like oh well, I can do it as well yeah so you know it's we possible, wouldn't have yeah. had like yeah. probably I don't know Steve Jobs and Microsoft like but that's you know, it. everything that's, yeah. that's exactly it the people that make it are the people that push themselves yeah. and, and want, to, and want yeah. to, to go yeah. and people that get to the top of the, the outgoers and mm. yeah I think one of the things that have been really beneficial to me is is like you say creating a persona or, create a persona or, or writing down things that I want to be like even if it's not already out there like you say and then just having a little mental record, it could be in a diary or it could be something that's personal to you and not showing to anyone, but just, just having a few goals written down or, or having um, attributes or things that you like of other people. Say, actually, I heard a really good tip the other day. So it was create an envious list. So create a list of everything that you're envious of of other people and then try and get to mm -hmm. those t things, those <laughs> tasks. Say, you, I don't know, you really like to... It's a real weird one, but smell good. It's the first thing that came in the morning. <laughs> in my head, it smells really good every day because you like this guy in the office that smells really nice. So start wearing perfume and yeah. stuff like that. I like that's what I just. Want. I don't but know. that's the thing. It's the small steps, right? It's yeah. and I think so much of right now what we see is like people who've like this like instant. It, it feels like people have like instantly made it overnight. And that's just not true. Like, it takes these small steps. A smaller step is like, okay, I'm gonna wear perfume every day because, you know, I like that about that person, and I like, and now I like that about me. Yeah. Like, it takes that, literally steps that's like a small that. One, yeah. Or, to, e or even going going a bit more practical, I guess. I like how hard that guy works. He gets up at seven o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna try and incorporate that yeah, in my exactly. life. Exactly. I actually have a confession. <laughs> I borrowed a coat from Rachita <laughs> when we were at uni because we were flatmates. And when I went into her wardrobe, on the side of her wardrobe, there was like, I want to achieve this list. It was like the final nice. year in uni. And I was like, you're a legend. Like this, <laughs> the stuff on there wasn't, that it, they were not small things. It was like, get published, um, get first, go to New York. Yeah. I've got a car. I remember. remember. It was yeah. like, it wasn't. Did you go it, to New York? It wasn't. Yeah, no, I don't know, I've been to New York quite a few times, but I New think York, it, was, it was like a first Got specific. first, yeah. got published. <laughs> Like, yeah, and I think that on a more practical level, when you're thinking, you know, you're saying, what can people do if they don't have that, they don't see the first step or they don't have the confidence to start their first podcast or have that first meeting around the table going, right, sisterhood, what is this? It's, there's always, there's always a connection. So if you're listening to a podcast, you know, who's in that podcast? Follow them. Who are they following? Mm. Mm. Okay, watch them for a while. You yep. like it? Yeah. If you don't like it, take responsibility and unfollow what they're saying. Yeah. Or if it, you don't like it, and that's a really good thing because it's challenging your perception, keep it up there. So you're not getting into this kind of like um, blinkered uh, feed of social media where it's everything you believe in or, you know. That's the thing about social media. Sorry to cut you off, but that's, no. that's the thing about social media is you, you can unfollow people. Yeah. So, I mean, a couple of examples. One would be. Um, for, I mean, for, I'm a big football fan, so people get into football Twitter, it's really toxic, and everyone has to go at each other and everyone fights. <laughs> so I, I purposely try not to follow anyone on that, anyone who's doing that yeah. stuff, so I just don't follow anyone, so I don't see it, which is great because it's beneficial to me. But as a designer, it, like following, I don't, I'm not a big fan of logo um, accounts that just repost people's logos. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't follow them. So, but, but then people people moan about it all the time. But don't follow them. Get away from it. Then it's like watching the news as well. Don't follow it. Don't watch the news. Then mm. it annoys you. Mm. So I got to see my grandparents moan about it all the time. Just don't watch it. Then <laughs> don't, don't look at it. And, and yeah, and take some responsibility. Yeah. You take the responsibility, especially when you're following someone. You're like yeah, someone of the most toxic. If you're following someone 
but you admire it more and more and then all of a sudden if it's something to do like a fitness or an inspiration like that's a big part and then all of a sudden you about two years later they're like I've been dealing with an mm. eating disorder and things like that and that's really complicated for a teen, teen for me mm. to even comprehend when you kind of idolize that person and I think you need to take everything with a pinch of salt that person is a human being first and foremost and you need to have if as long as you're not getting all of your news and your knowledge from social media it is there to pretend I mean I, I use inspire lightly as well but it's there for you to enjoy and engage with and contribute with and in, in, in a certain way but as long as it's not the sole place that you're getting all of your knowledge and, 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 and news from yeah then I think it's a really amazing place to be. Um, and it is amazing, the unfollow button is so powerful, but I also really believe in, in following people that I, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I would never write that, but I really admire that person for mm. just like calling that brand out right. or, and watching this thing unfold. And I'm like, this is, this feeds part of my soul that isn't my innate personality, but, I aspire to be a bit like that in my work because, you know, calling people out is, is important or, it, or you know, yeah, they should have kind of, that should have been flagged. Maybe it could have been done in a, a different way, but I'm going to continue to follow and read your narrative and follow and support your approach to things because we're all so different and that's mm. really important. So I think practically, you know, taking responsibility for your feed, having a wardrobe list, you know, like those goals. You should see my sisterhood one. It's A2. Yeah. It's an A2 poster. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and take those like really, really small steps to just getting to, and they don't even need to be people. They just need, they can be places. Like there's mm -hmm. the amazing, um, I'm really guilty because I'm going to say it, but I've never been, and that, I'm going to go now because I'm saying it. <laughs> in uh, Brixton the uh, minutes we get up for a minute oh yes creative mornings no uh, no um, I know what you mean though I can't remember the name of it uh, yeah yeah <laughs> it's amazing oh special guest special guest that's yeah. the one special guest I'm going to yeah. go in because yeah. now I've said it on the podcast yeah. so actually <laughs> but it's that community of people like I I observe it and I, I look at that and I go oh my god like I love everything that's about and just going to those things and being like, oh, okay, I really feel really super uncomfortable. Take yeah. that friend, take the Rachita <laughs> of the world who will literally walk into any room and just be like, I'm here, I'm going to commit to this. And yeah, find your Rachita and, and, and just go. And now we have to go. Yeah, now we do. <laughs> I mean, it, even if you could even break it down even further if you're really scared of going to these things. I mean, if you can watch one online, great. Then think about going to one. If yeah. you can think about going to one, if you can buy a ticket, that's, good, yeah. that's great. The next time, go to it and then even even if you don't speak to anyone even if you just go there and look at everyone next time after that go yeah. and actually speak yeah. and, and speak to other people and just breaking it down i remember that's, that's like one of the best bits of advice is you got this massive goal just break it down to the smallest steps mm. you can think of yeah. and it just it just helps helps so much yeah exactly yeah i don't know Talking some good stuff on it. <laughs> <laughs> Practical advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but I, I just think it's it's so important, and that's why I wanted to chat with you. So it's so important to empower and, and talk to the young women, especially in, in today's world, because, like you say, it's just so strange how it just drops off <laughs> in the industry, mm -hmm. and also the, the fact that women can stand up for themselves and. Um, and our own person, very business savvy and sort of go getter. I think that's very attractive. I think that's it's an attractive trait to have. So if more people can have that, that's great. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what can I talk about? Someone dropped something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
Uh, it's all right, oh, no. Tons of ice on the floor. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, so, so another thing I wanted to chat with actually, chat about is finding a creative or finding a voice as a young woman. So you two encourage that. Um, how, how do you find a voice as, or how do you put yourself out there and sort of shape your own brand and, and persona um, going into the industry? This, this is a very loaded question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we can maybe... I can break it down if you want. Yeah, so. um, yeah I think one thing that really spits, like just goes into my mind, first of all, because we're about to begin a new programme, is um, we're about to work with 11 amazing girls um, from Stratford. And they're part of a huge year group of majority of boys, so it's like 80% guys. Right. Okay. Um, and the teachers were like, you know, we just need to give, we just want to give them a space. <laughs> like, they're not, they, they are kind of together, and maybe we've not really heard enough from them. They can kind of get talked over or um, outnumbered in a, in a particular classroom. So, finding a voice, you know, female-only spaces is important. Mm -hmm. We get asked this a lot. Like, mm. why, why just girls? The boys need to know about periods too. Boys need, and I agree, and yeah. I really, 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 really agree. Um, but you're never going to be able to, it's not never, that's, that's what I'm going to say, but to have a space to kind of fumble and go through that process of finding your voice is better done when you're with people you trust when you're going through that experience, yeah. maybe other people are going through that experience yeah. as well. Especially when finding yeah. a voice with female-specific issues. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm speaking too broadly here, but when we're working on programs with these girls and we are talking about periods or we are talking about first relationships or we are talking about um, online safety, yeah. it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be a slightly different mm -hmm. experience right. for everybody. But there's kind of this underlying theme that, you know, as, as a girl, there is this, there's sometimes these mm -hmm. universal themes that come out. Mm -hmm. So to find your voice, one place to start is to have a space that is safe, that is encouraging, um, whatever that, however that is facilitated. Um, but in our case, we found that having a female-only space, even when we're working with mixed schools, it, it just helps our, all of the girls find their individual voice mm -hmm. as well as their collective voice. Mm -hmm. When we say find a voice, just to clear it up, we mean sort of the confidence and finding out who you are and self-awareness, yeah. that sort of thing. Is that what we're talking about when we find, say, when you say find, a, find your own voice, is that what you mean? Finding out who you are, sort of thing? Yeah, and, and, and your opinions and being able to form opinions, right? That's part of finding your own voice. Um, and as Rebecca uh, suggested for a lot of these things so many topics are taboo mm. even 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 though a girl is experiencing them in society or in a, in her community let's say it's like it's a taboo so be, to be able to have somewhere where without any judgment or fear of um, uh, repercussions you're able to f explore those topics or explore those things um, and form an opinion about it um, yeah which may not be in agreement with your peers or your family, your community or whatever. Um, so it's definitely that. And then the think of self-awareness is also, that takes time. Self-awareness takes a lot of time. I mean, I think we're all p p becoming more and more, hopefully self-aware um, yeah. of our individual selves every day. Um, so one thing that we really, and that's, that's actually, a including with design, we have, 
we pay a lot of attention to self-reflection and we do that for this self-awareness finding your voice um, to enable girls to do that because when you're doing something and you're in the thick of it a lot of the times you're it's hard to process um, uh, how it's going for you whether that's emotionally whether that is um, uh, physically in terms of like how have I progressed from point A to point B to be able to track that that's how you learn right it's the classic quote from Steve Jobs you learn by connecting how, how you got here by connecting dots backwards you don't you can't learn from connecting forwards um, and so much of self-awareness is just like ah oh, it makes sense why I'm like this because this happened and this happened and this happened and that's what that's what got me here right. Um, so we pay a lot of uh, focus on self-reflection. Um, all of the girls, we give them journals, and every session, um, there are a set of questions that changes every week depending on um, what we're doing in that session, how we want um, girls to be able to look back from the first time they, they started to, let's say, I know, 12 weeks in, um, how they find themselves. And um, there's... Oh, and you can see that significant um, jump from the first week where it's all also a bit new to them. Schools don't teach self-awareness and self-reflection yeah. yeah. at all. Um, and That's such a bad thing it's as such well. a, And it, it's such a great tool. It's yeah. such a great tool to have because you're able to realise that, um, look at your actions as well and, and see what, what role you play in it. You know, And that, it ties into the whole... Um, inner and outer thing where it's also the system but it's also the work that you're doing on yourself so we, we yeah we hopefully uh, through reflection girls uh, are able to um, find their voice and become more self-aware yeah I love, I love it I think it's if I could add well yeah I think with this education system traditional one in schools they should have a class this, like everything they don't teach you at school class <laughs> yeah. that's, like, similar to what you yeah. guys are doing yeah. Yeah. it's very similar to what you guys are doing I think it's it's so important for the young people you know, boys and girls it's, it's teaching them about everything that they need to know before they get pushed off to six, at 16 to college and then pushed off into university if they mm -hmm. go or, or just into the real world it's um yeah, it's, it's so much that you need to learn and find out about yourself just, just mainly emotionally I think as well mm. because you don't get the emotion from teachers well I didn't anyway but you don't get a lot of the emotional side of things you need to learn and you, know, you get bullied at school or mm. you get picked on everyone goes through those mm. sort of things in, in some sort of manner but yeah I, I don't know I think it's so important that I'm, I'm really pleased that you two are doing something like this and I know a few other people are doing it as well and, and alternative education mm. is, is going to be really important uh, and with social um, with online and digital how, are you guys thinking about doing anything else um, sort of website or course based online Skillshare or something like that are you guys thinking about doing anything like that? Mm -hmm. We would love That's to. Yeah. Yeah. I think the um, ability to just, a whole idea was that we didn't think you needed to be at university in order to be able to problem solve and mm. tackle some of the world's largest issues. So we've taken that process and taking it to girls in schools and now we hope that you know we can then take that even further adrift and... and, and create something that can live online but we never want to mellow down that kind of ability to be in the room and be in the space and create those hubs um, yeah in person obviously just, more powerful yeah an online community and um, support system and um, we hope to be able to bring design we're, we're both practicing designers as well alongside sisterhood it's been a massive way of how we've remained sustainable 
um, up until mm-hmm. this point and we're at this shift of making ourselves full-time sisterhood and but we hope that we can bring design to other countries in the future and 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 use design for good in in that so in that way as well so it does, it's not only just specifically sisterhood programs that we hope to kind of be able to put online but mm-hmm. actually work with different communities and nice. apply the, our approach in putting women at the, the beginning of the design process so that when something's made for them it's made by them um, because the quality of the product or the output will always be much more authentic because you've asked someone who's actually going to use the product right at the beginning rather than going I made this thing like does this work and yeah. they're like oh, you should have just gotten yeah. to help out at the beginning I would yeah. have told you that this this is this, this doesn't work for for women in this way and um yeah I think it's then we hope to provide a tool one day that just gives girls all the knowledge and resources that they can mm-hmm. continue to create briefs and um continue to do design mini design like challenges within their school even mm-hmm. when we're not physically there yeah absolutely and, and have you thought about doing like youtube or, or things like that and create a little platform on there well i actually i was actually going to ask you today i was just like <laughs> should we start like documenting our journey of like how we do because we're starting a program from scratch and yeah. everything that goes into that like people only actually ever see um the program stuff either through social media and obviously that's like all the stuff that's actually happening in the program what they don't see is the blood sweat and tears that happens to go to to like prepare each session or to uh, you know accumulate experts together or find uh, spaces to actually hold these things like Mm. there are so many different layers to having one session um so i was just like and i was just like we should just do it whether it goes anywhere or not i don't care it could just sit in our personal archive but just to be like Okay, this is the you know this is how it works. <laughs> this is how we're doing it. It's just the top and yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've actually got quite a lot of footage. I've got yeah. one piece where I like film myself after our first ever program. So yeah, watch this space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nice. Yeah. I, th- I think it'd be interesting to see you guys talk about uh, topics like specific topics and talking to. to young girls as well. I'm not obviously not sure what the sort of people are out there doing that. If there are, I'm mm-hmm. sure there are some people out there doing mm-hmm. that, but I'm not sure um, what they're doing. So maybe design focus as well, quite mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for doing this. I've got a few questions, a few last questions. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, some, uh, we'll do some practical advice for young female uh, creatives. Mm-hmm. Do you have any solid advice that we could clip up and use it as a snippet and put it out on social media? Do you have any actionable advice? Yeah, absolutely. I think my first go-to advice would be don't you don't don't think that you have to do it all on your own um i always say buddy up only because like my experience of having of you know being a co-founder is amazing and i don't think i would be able to do this by myself um and there's nothing like you know experiencing something with someone else whether it's working on a project that you it could be a totally to, like a side project whether it's like a, a one day thing or an event or anything anything that you want to do whether it's in the design industry or not in the design industry like find the person or persons who are you know want to explore that with you um as well so i think that's something that i definitely say how do you go about finding those people that's a trick everyone's asking I don't know if we're the honestly like I sometimes feel we may not be the best people to answer it only because by some twist of fate and luck we have been able to find each other at university 
that doesn't happen but at the same time it's not about being able to find each other at university we have a very unique working dynamic that we get we do get asked it a lot like how come you know how come you both have this energy and like this working energy I don't know necessarily it takes hard, it takes it takes hard, hard work. work it takes but, a lot of work yeah, but it's it's I think one thing that we both really like my, this is my advice as well I'm trying to link it but maybe I don't need to you don't you don't always need to know loads of people in the design industry mm-hmm. I was one of the first people from my family to go to university it was so new I didn't have any network yeah. and you know what like starting sisterhood and not going straight to an agency or not going into um, a design studio like you do sacrifice that immediate network that you're exposed to quite young or like quite early on in your career so my advice is don't feel like you need to have a famous mm. designer family member or you need to know everybody it's those first steps to contact being like hey I'm doing this project would you like to hear more about it um, and finding people that way it is it is an element of putting yourself out there and it is terrifying um, but yeah we were lucky enough to meet each other at university and we came together on this particular project so just kind of pick up on those things where mm-hmm. you, you, you keep bumping into the same person for the same reasons yeah. we yeah. were in the same tutor group which was all about social design then we sort of did a project together and then we kept turning up to the same kind of um, free talks, talks and events yeah, and I yeah. was like this is happening for a reason <laughs> yeah. then we were flatmates and then this opportunity to collaborate on a project at Central St Martins came up mm-hmm. and this is where Sisterhood yeah. happened and I think it was those series of small things and um, those kind of like connections we had especially in our course huge um, amount of us were women and it was Central St Martins it's an art school you're all you're all looking out for the same graduate jobs when you leave um, so to have someone who's like you know what I want to work alongside with you mm. rather than in competition with yeah. you that was a big important mm-hmm. important thing um, so yeah don't feel like you have to have this huge network um, and just know that your skill and your passion and your drive is, is enough to get you in front of the people that you admire and right. want to um, want people to either see your work or you would like to work for one day it kind of that passion thing leads on to my, my last bit of advice is passion outlives trend mm-hmm. so we see a lot of trends at the moment things that are cool things that you can kind of jump on and that things are very topical and they're in the news a lot but when that dies down are you still the last mm-hmm. are you still standing mm-hmm. sort of kind of telling people yeah. about what you care about what you're doing you know when it, it it's no longer a hot topic it's no longer a hashtag are you still going mm-hmm. and can you still go and you're going to be doing especially if you're starting for something from scratch it's not just an eight hour day it's seven days a yeah. week yeah. whenever <laughs> and ever it, the opportunities arise yeah um so yeah passion outlives trend and you are enough like you are enough you don't need mm-hmm. to have a famous family member who's already in the industry there's an amazing community of people who believe in you and will help you along the way yeah solid advice that's good <laughs> that's really good uh, I like that passion thing I always think about the podcast stuff I would I, would I keep having these conversations and I think I would if, even if podcasting wasn't topical and trendy I started just before it got really big I was just going to so, say podcasts yeah. are really having a moment really yeah, right yeah, now yeah, they're yeah. just like it's really yes. naughty like everyone's yeah. starting a podcast so, uh, yeah everyone's got a podcast it's a big but conversation that's the thing right it's not about 
it's fine if everyone has a podcast it's the quality and the mm. effort and the input that you put in which goes into what Rebecca's saying that you know what you're creating is enough and you know if you keep at it and you work hard and you keep persisting at it it will surpass those who are you know just yeah. doing it for well because it's a it's in the zeitgeist it. right now yeah. I think it's, it's I'm not creating a podcast to create a podcast I'm creating to have these conversations exactly I think that's it's so important to exactly, me, and so I was yeah. like doing it. Um, what's your what's your best purchases under hundred pounds? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had a real moment yesterday, and I'm just going to yeah. say I just met the most amazing sales advisor yesterday, yeah. and I, she was like, "I'm going to get you out of black skinny jeans." Like, right? Let's not like. Are you uncomfortable? I was like, "Yes." She was like, "We're going to help you find." So trousers I'm wearing today and she helped me find the most perfect pair of denim jeans as well and it wasn't about the jeans it's not about the the, the clothes it was just the experience that I had for this woman who was so dedicated to helping me find a pair of trousers that I actually felt comfortable on myself yeah. in that it's a very recent purchase <laughs> I'll probably look back in the next week crazy. but she was amazing and here they are I don't know if I want to admit mine or not because you said it now you have to I, <laughs> this is where so I just like to you know say like put a little disclaimer out there role models also make mi- mistakes or bad decisions so they shouldn't be judged um, I Burberry sunglasses got them for okay. free oh, because right. I was in a rental car and obviously someone left them in their dashboard oh a cheater <laughs> You didn't buy them, did you? Oh, I'll get <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, car. but I mean, I mean, I rented the car. Yeah. So I was just, and we actually did. I actually did go to the rental service and was just like, they've left it. They were like, oh, they're not going to get it's it a back. Purchase, not confessions. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just like, oh, I got it for free, so it's a free purchase, isn't it? Oh, I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, Good answers. Yeah, like, but but do you normally for pay free? for these? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I paid for them my trousers. <laughs> He's ran out of the shop holder. <laughs> no, that's pretty. That's good answers. Yeah, nice. Uh, do you guys have any? Um, a, I normally ask dream clients, but in your case, it'd probably be sort of what? What are you hoping to push these these young girls to do? What are you hoping that they? How How are you hoping their their dreams are fulfilled? Or I don't know. What's like the ideal? What's the ideal uh, outcome for these girls that you're you're helping? Mm-hmm so much yeah um (laughs) big thing is so i think we can answer partnership yeah maybe you can take that one but the big dream is that you know the 15-week program it doesn't end there and we're going through this process right now of finding funding and becoming sustainable and um trying to fund the school's program which it, it needs that support and we are really understanding how many barriers you can face find trying to achieve and gain funding and that's why we're starting the Sisterhood Fund um, and we will want to dedicate a percentage of the funding that we will hopefully get in the future for the, for the future programmes that can go on to support the girls' projects that they create. Cool. So they don't have to always experience the kind of that setback when you're in, you're in your, like, such an exciting phase of creating whatever you're creating and then you're having to, you're like, well, I can't do it anymore because I need it to be funded. Yeah. It stifles creativity. Mm. It's, we are missing out on so many amazing people and ideas 
because they're underfunded and undersupported. And unfortunately, the most underfunded and undersupported people are women of women-founded organisations, mm. slash products um, and ideas. So yeah, I think the dream is that we can just support our girls beyond the programme, not only with this assisted fund, um, but with opportunities and employment support um, through maybe some studio projects. And we can just continue to not only follow them, from year seven to year 11 but beyond and and into their early yeah. careers yeah i kind of would be like oprah and be like you get a program you get a program you get a program <laughs> to like build this global sisterhood i think that would be great of like all these pro- projects popping yeah. up um yeah. no that's definitely i think yeah i think rebecca absolutely said it right and i think in terms of partnerships of course we have dream clients of course yeah. like you know ones that we'd like to work with um i think dove is a root is yeah. uh dream client of ours, uh, both in terms of design perspective, so through studio, but as well as like partnering with them on some programs. Um, Dove, if you're listening, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know where to find us. And a big thing at the moment for us, I think, especially is, is online safety. So people who have like companies and organizations who have mm. the tools and equipment to support, um, to make people's girls, especially teenage girls experiences online, just more safe. Um, yeah, companies that have those that that those tools, but we could work together to create something that really works mm. for girls, so they're they're just safe online because it's it's uh, it's a minefield, really. Mm. How, how would you stay safe online as a young woman then? I think I know you could do a whole other podcast about this. Yeah, could do so a whole other podcast. A few tips. I think we kind of spoke about it a little bit earlier is is um, making sure you don't get all of your news and your knowledge from yeah. social media you really look outside of that that screen away from that screen and you read more and you ask questions and you go to events and you go to talks and debates and you know you ask questions to trusted circles that you know if that it is a bit of a taboo question and you're not sure about how to to form an opinion about it you you ask those people that you really trust um yeah so i think that's one way i would stay safe online at the moment is is not always believing what you see mm-hmm. And also, um, knowledge is power, right? So being understanding how the internet works, understanding how the one post that you have shared has a tr- like it's a trail of you know you're leaving little breadcrumbs of yourself virtually, and it's because we can't see it. It's we're just like oh, it's just you know going up. Yeah. Um, but understanding you know that that actually if i'm posting this or sharing this or putting this out there it ha- it it may or it may not have a consequence um attached to it and and i think also being able to use the internet like we always say like be the creators instead of the consumers all the time there's so, like girls yeah. are consuming so much yeah. um, and a big thing for us is for them to be able to become the creators of it um and I know off the top of my head while I was just here sitting thinking I was like I would love for a project to be where girls rewrite terms and conditions that's understandable before you click on an app or uh, or a website or anything like that um, for girls to actually rewrite it yeah awesome mm. um, my phone's just died that's alright <laughs> oh no I don't know why because it's plugged in okay that was fine so okay. <laughs> just continue but yeah I think that's I, yeah it's, it's so scary seeing my sister on social media and the creative that's, that's the point being creative online and and making things and putting them out there and not consuming and not being your thought your thoughts not being the the consumption that you're having so 
not consuming things and then thinking, oh, I must be like that then, or especially body types and images, mm. and it's so scary. So being mindful and aware of, of what you're looking at and making sure it's not your whole life, yeah. making sure, like, say, take it with a pinch of salt, uh, yeah, it's important for especially young women. So uh, how do you want to be remembered is my last question. It's oh. quite a deep one. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm pretty sure at some point in my journal I've probably written exactly how, like, I've probably written a quote or something, but I'm going blank. Um, I think, all, like, I think, like, love is the m most shocking thing that, as humans, we're able to give and receive. So always as, like, a loving human being. Um, and with that come and that's, like, such a broad thing, right? With that comes kindness. Uh, yeah, okay, well, fine. You take that. <laughs> you can cut me off, that loving human being. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I think you know, just like a decent person who, you know, just lived a good life. I think. I think that's the basis of it. With joy, um, yeah, yeah. Nice, kind, and like that. She did that, like mm. even the smallest, smallest things, like those first steps, so that when people kind of when I'm telling people like giving advice to like kids of like my future kids, be you know, oh, how do I get into this? I I have I have an answer for it. Like I can be like, try this, or my approach is this. Like you, give this a go. Um, so kind and a good listener. Yeah. Nice. I actually remembered what my thing was. It, it's, <laughs> it's from a Rupi Kaur uh, poem. And it's I think we've shared it on Sisterhood as well, but um, it's about legacy. And I'm totally paraphrasing the poem, so please, like, I'll send a link or whatever. But the gist of it is that, um, oh, you know, what she's basically saying that, you know, what will we leave behind? And it will be so that uh, the generations after us can stand on mountains. That's the legacy we'll, we will leave behind. And I think that's definitely, I think for sisterhood, I think we'd definitely like to leave that legacy. Yeah, yeah. just thinking about that, that's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, in design terms, it's, it's thinking about these, these having a, being, an, being an inspiration and, and leaving that behind. So. You can, people can say, oh, they've done that, so I can do it as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talked about earlier on, obviously, making it for yourself, but it's a lot easier when you've seen someone else do it and to be inspired by it and, and know that it's done so someone else can do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, she, she gave it a go. That yeah. was it. Instead of yeah. stuff like she did that, yeah, like, yeah. she gave it a go. Yeah, yeah. That's, from quite a, like, a scared and quite <laughs> anxious person, I think that's a big thing. Mm. Awesome. It's been a really, really good, it's a really powerful conversation. Um, Thank you. Where can people find you on social media and say hello to you? At our sisterhood. Um, yeah. That's and our Instagram. That's our Instagram and then website www.ourSisterhood.co.uk. Um, um, and our email is hello at OurSisterhood.co.uk. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. What an episode it was. During this episode, we covered many different really important topics, and that's what I aim to do with this podcast, discuss things that are important, the things that actually matter in the industry and things that need to be talked about more. Please do go and check out the Our Sisterhood Instagram and social media pages. They are doing fantastic work over there. I'm really excited to see them grow and see what they do next. 
So you can help out the podcast by the ways in the description, the few links uh, down in the description are ways you can help out the podcast at Patreon, uh, buying tickets to our event, which is going to be amazing in London, the 15th of November, London uh, 2019. It's going to be great, so please do come along to that. Um, be at Patreon as well. You've got subscribing, you've got liking, you've got leaving a comment, um, sharing on social media, all of those good things. You know the jazz. Um, please do help us out. We do need it. Um, but if you've got any value from out of this episode or any other episodes, please do. Um, please do help us out uh, and leave a review that would really really mean a lot so thank you very much for checking this out and listening i hope you enjoyed it hope you learned from it and hope you found it informative Um, i'll see you next week for another episode of the creative waffle podcast